so welcome again to Time for Emerging Markets. Um, here again with Sophia, and um, so she's back again, and we just want to talk about branding and sales. And um, from my experiences following her on social media and the work that she does at AdSense Strategy, um, she has a lot to offer on branding and sales. So I'm pleased to have her back, and I think there's a lot we can learn from this episode. So, uh, so Sophia, welcome again. And thanks thank for having me. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back and to talk about branding and sales, which is my favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, but just to start with, so how, how have you been like, how is everything with, uh, with your consulting company or like, you know, what you're doing now? Um, so, so far with like social media, you know, outreach and clients and all that, just yeah. how work? Yeah, yeah, everything's been great. Uh, it's interesting now that the world is kind of opening back up to see how businesses are reacting to that. I can definitely see that entrepreneurs are feeling a little bit more confident now as far as if they were starting a new business, they're feeling more confident launching the business and going more full steam ahead. So it seems like a lot of people right now just feel a little bit more optimistic about the future, which is nice. Um, and yeah, um, I've been working on mostly, I've been trying to increase access of my courses to uh, more entrepreneurs who identify as Black, Indigenous, people of color. Um, so I've been working behind the scenes to create a scholarship program around that for my sales program. So that's something I'll be announcing in the near future. So yeah, I've been working on that. And um yeah, marketing and sales is always front of mind for me. So that's something that's always, and that's something I'll talk about as to why it's important to stay consistent with that stuff. But um, yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of a little update from since the last time we talked. That's awesome. And um, I, I, this new initiative you're starting, I'm really excited about that because, uh, you know, you know, the Black community is quite, it's where like I really find uh, there's so much need for that um like just understanding branding and sales and all that um based on my experience working with african entrepreneurs but also black entrepreneurs here in the united states so i think there's a lot of value that you're gonna bring and and that's why you're here so i'm excited to for you to talk more about it um so uh let's just get right into it what, what can you just give a broad sense of what branding is to begin with i think it's sometimes misconstrued and people have different definitions of that. So, um, yeah. Or someone like you that's really uh, understood and actually practiced and walked the talk. Um, how is, uh, can you kind of enlighten us on what you think branding is? Yeah, so I think that traditionally people have this perception that branding is just logos and your color palette and visually how your brand looks like but branding to me is actually the personality aspect of your brand you know if your brand was to be a human being what is your brand personality what is your unique perspective on life what is the unique fingerprint that represents who you are. Uh, I think that especially in this day and age where there's a lot of competition, especially because now our world is opened up to a global marketplace because now that you can sell online, 
you're no, long, no longer restricted to competition as it applies to your city or the block or the town where you sell your products. Now that we, a lot of us are selling online, you are opening yourself up to competing with the global marketplace. So therefore, if you only rely on your logo and what your website looks like in order to help you get ahead, it's not really going to get you that much ahead. Um, the aspects of branding that really, uh, where there's like a huge opportunity for you to really elevate your brand and move forward in a stand out in a way that really creates a bond with your customers. Branding is what it, what it is. Um, branding to me is a, it's basically a formula that a company uses in order to attract their customers and build a bond with them and relationship with them. I compare branding a lot to dating where with when you like are dating online or something, you create a dating profile and you say certain things to give off a personality or a perspective of who you are to attract certain people. It's the same thing with branding. You have to understand who are the types of customers I want to attract and how do I create a profile, a personality um, of who I am so that I attract the right customers to me. So branding to me is an element of personality. It's a fingerprint. It's a way for you to attract your customers and volumes. I like that comparison because I've never thought of it that way. And I saw, I think you post two days ago, three days ago, like brand is like dating, uh, like online dating. And I was, and I was like, hmm, that, that's interesting because in a way like you, likewise, you know, once you're, you're trying to create this, you're trying to have a reflection of what you think you ought to be to the wall um, in that context. And I think I've, I've never really thought of it that way. And I think that's a very interesting uh, comparison. I know perhaps we didn't talk about this prior to this interview, but I give examples of companies that you look at and say, this company has a very good branding strategy or that they're very good at branding. And also if you can give some really bad examples of, uh, I mean, perhaps not to, identify certain companies by many, but just like an example they have seen and said, no, this is, uh, this doesn't work as a good branding experience. So, but first yeah. of all, well, what are good, what are some good branding companies? No. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that maybe brands that a lot of people know is, um, like one thing that a lot of fast food brands have been doing like Burger King and Wendy's, they've actually, I think Burger King is probably the best example. Mm -hmm. They've done a good job of adopting a personality where if you look at Burger King's Twitter account, they actually troll Wendy's and a lot of their other competitors where they kind of make fun of them. And it's very clear that Burger King has a personality and uh, they don't care that people might get offended or things like that. They just know that what they're doing personality wise is funny and interesting to their customer and that's all they care about. Mm -hmm. So that's like, to me, a indicator of a good brand is when they steward a specific personality where they know that they're not gonna appeal to everyone. They are only gonna appeal to their specific customer. That level of, we're willing to be offensive to certain types of people, we're willing to only appeal to a specific type of person, 
that kind of uh, that's that level of not caring almost mm -hmm. of not needing to please everyone is to me a indicate indicator of like a really great brand that has figured out how to niche down. So Burger King is a really good example. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, there's so many across various industries, um, but I think that. For example, Bumble, speaking of dating apps, that's a good example where they only, they have women make the move first on the dating app um, because they had a very, very unique approach as far as empowering women in the dating scene. That to me is probably why Bumble has gotten as popular as it did. So um, Another brand I really like is Entire World. It's it's like this company that sells matching sweatsuits and sweatpants. They sell loungewear mm -hmm. and um, their Instagram is amazing. Their personality is just like very quirky. Like they have branding style, a branding style that's very unique to them. And they don't care if you don't get it. They like it. <laughs> like their their about page on their website entire world is probably one of the best about pages I've ever seen mm. where they go through the philosophy of what inspired them to create entire world and you can really you can feel the passion just coming out of those words on their about page <laughs> so I really like entire world um, another brand I like is uh, who gives a crap toilet paper <sighs> so this toilet paper company they donate their profits to water and sanitation nonprofits but their marketing is really funny they're very cheeky um, even their packaging is um, really hilarious like the once you finish a roll of toilet paper on the actual, you know, like the cardboard part of the mm -hmm. toilet paper, mm -hmm. they actually have a website that you can look at while you're in the bathroom if you're bored. Like they do a lot of fun things like that. That's very personality driven that I really love. Um, and they're very, they're very environmental, environmentally focused as well. So it's cool to have a brand that understands like hey we can be funny plus we could be environmentally conscious mm -hmm. and we can give back and donate to charity we don't have to have just one personality similar to a human being we can have these different dimensions to ourselves and still show up as a brand that people care about mm -hmm. so yeah those are some of the brands that I find have really good personality um the brands that don't have a great personality are honestly the ones that are to me very corporate mm -hmm. the brands that have a super corporate veneer and are not willing to offend anyone mm -hmm. they want to please everyone those are brands I'm not a huge fan of mm -hmm. um also brands that don't stay true to their values especially with millennials and Gen Z, that's a huge no-no. Mm -hmm. That's something that recently happened with the Robinhood app, the um, index fund like trading app. Yes. Um, when they prevented people from investing in GameStop, GameStop uh, stock, mm -hmm. that was really, really a bad move because that was in direct conflict with their brand values. And they actually... Like, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I know that I personally will never be using Robinhood again. And I'm sure a lot of millennials and Gen Z share that sentiment. So um, 
this aspect of being mistrusting is really not a good luck when it comes to branding. So that's another thing to understand is like when it comes to brand values and what constitutes a good brand, you have to be very aware of what consumers are wanting and expecting right now from their brands. So with millennials and Gen Z, they're expecting uh, brands to have an element of social justice and social awareness of what's going on in the world. They also want to trust that the brands that they support say what they do, what they say that they're going to do, similar to what Robin Hood didn't do. Um, so that's another aspect is like what constitutes a brand is kind of flexible according to the times and what. Um, and yeah, so I would say that's probably to me what a brand, bad branding looks like. And I see bad branding a lot amongst startups because a lot of startups, when they first start their business, they really want to, when it comes to being a new entrepreneur, there's a lack of self-confidence there. It's really scary to start your own business. It's really scary to like be vulnerable and show up in the world a certain way and say, hey, this is my new business. I hope that you like it. And you are exposing yourself to rejection. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm sorry if you hear the alarm in the background. This is, I'm living in New York City. So this is not avoidable. <laughs> it makes it more authentic, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I see this a lot with startup brands where because they lack confidence in this new thing that they're creating as a defense mechanism, mm -hmm. they uh, basically build a brand that seems super corporate. We're really we're really professional. And so we copied what the big competitor in our industry did. Um, so we borrowed a lot of what they were, let's say I'm starting a co-working space. Yeah. Like if I was not feeling confident about my co-working space, cause this is my first business, I might steal a lot of the concepts from WeWork. Like I'm going to give you free beer. I'm going to give you, um, you know, a lounge space. That's like really well decorated because that's what WeWork does. And that's mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to do, I guess, in order to feel professional. The problem with professionalism is that no one likes fake professionalism no one likes brands that feel fake to them so that actually does not land well right now especially amongst millennial and gen z consumers as a new brand you need to make sure authenticity is the number one thing that always works um you have to show up very real authentic with your own personality because that fakeness is and the corporate veneer that a lot of new brands uh use is actually something that millennials and gen z really don't like and it really doesn't resonate with them that's so really good um just speaking of which um i know you work with early stage entrepreneurs um or perhaps even uh, medium or large large uh, or corporations because i know you have worked with you've had a breadth of experience but just going to that um in terms of just like self-confidence especially when you're starting right and, and brand because i think what i'm getting out of you is like you just have to be yourself but also like be very confident in yourself and which is something i see in you you emulate that confidence and you know you know what you're doing what you know you want to uh, do through your company but just from your experience how can people uh, kind of build that self-confidence and also like it can translate into starting a company and actually working on kind of creating a niche for the brand and being confident of saying, I don't want to please everybody. 
Yeah. So this is why I always tell entrepreneurs that I work with, like the personal self-development work you do is as important Mm -hmm. as the work that you do to become a better business owner. There is no business playbook or strategy out there that teaches you how to be more confident. That is something that you internally have to work on, whether through a life coach or a therapist to help you get there. And um, what I recommend is to seek those resources in order to find a path towards becoming more self-confident. Because in my experience, I'm not a professional therapist or a counselor, but I do know from personally going through that, that um, when it comes to self-confidence, it's usually rooted in some kind of narrative, a story from your past that made you question your confidence. Mm -hmm. So it's really all about doing the work of discovering um, where are the culprits for me internally that are preventing me from feeling fully confident. So, you know, to give an example, a reason why when I first started my Ascent Strategy business, this was the first business I started by myself. Like I always had co-founders prior to this and I didn't feel confident starting my own business because I had this narrative in my head of like, I am not smart enough. I'm not uh, trained enough in order to start my own business because I always leaned and depended on my past co-founders to get to that point. So I had to do the internal work to figure out um, where does that narrative come from? Why did I, why did I like create that story for myself? Cause it was a story that I created. Uh, and once I did the work to figure out that I was really fearful of the narrative that if I did something myself and started my own business, it meant that I was putting myself up for the potential of failure. So I was more scared of the idea of like, oh, I I like this idea of always having a co-founder because then if we both fail, it's not all my fault. So I was using a co-founder as a scapegoat to show, tell myself like, if I fail, it's my co-founder's fault too. It's not just my fault. So I was scared to start my own business because it meant that I would have to take full responsibility if I failed. So that's just an example of how self-confidence can uh, quickly turn into a lack of confidence and figuring out where the roots are. And you discover that by just like doing the work uh, internally. Sure. So, I mean, that's a very good point. I think um, uh, something that... Uh, I'm just going now into like segue into sales. So sales and branding, I know there are, um, uh, especially when you have a small business and you have more for, um, um, like you're just starting out and trying to sell, right? I think branding is closely connected to that. And yet, yeah. if you're not confident in yourself or in your product, um, yeah, then, yeah, if you're not confident in yourself or in your product, you will not be confident in selling what you're trying to sell, right? And um, so I think like that foundation of self-development, building that self-confidence, uh, uh, you know, indirectly affects your sales as well. Even though, you know, you might say, oh, if I sell more, that might help my branding. And you know, because some people might work backwards, right? If I sell more, I might help not identify my brand. And for my brand, I can build self-confidence. But, uh, but just to begin with, what, 
how do you find the connection between sales and branding? Yeah, for me, uh, I always recommend you have to get the branding right first. Otherwise, you will always leave money at the table with mm -hmm. sales. So for me, um, branding is the foundation, like similar to, again, this metaphor of dating profile and how well are you setting yourself up for success via the dating profile it's your calling card and it's the same thing with branding is like if your calling card isn't that great then your sales aren't going to be that great same thing with if your dating profile is not that great you're not going to get that many dates so um with branding i see it as a really important manifestation of like because when it comes to good branding like it shows up in a myriad of ways on your website your social channels um how you write your email newsletters that's all intertwined in your branding because your brand personality actually dictates all that it dictates how you speak it dictates the things you talk about it dictates how you say things it dictates how you're actually building a relationship with your customers so for me, branding is really, really important uh, foundation and starting point. So um, when we look at branding in that way, we can see how sales is directly affected where when it comes to sales, if your social content isn't that great, you're not going to make that many more. You're not going to make much sales. If your homepage on your website isn't clearly designed from a copy perspective to show your personality and to build a relationship with your customers right away on the homepage, you're going to lose sales. You're going to lose sales if your emails that you send out every week to your newsletter isn't that interesting. So you basically have created a, uh, a narrative for your, your people who are receiving your emails like, oh, this brand's emails aren't that interesting, so I never open them. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, if you don't do, if you don't have a great brand from the beginning, you actually set yourself up for failure because things like email, things like Instagram, you are showing people and teaching people how to respond to you. And if from the very beginning, your content isn't that great, you are training people to not look at your stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's why making sure that you have good branding from the very beginning is really important because first impressions are important and it actually gives people either permission to continue following you on your journey or it gives them a reminder as to this person's content isn't that great or interesting to me so I'm not really going to engage. Oh, sure I mean this this sounds like a, a therapy session for startups <laughs> founders because um, I myself am actually guilty of this like the other aspects of what I try to do that I didn't really put much thought into it as a way to say like this is the full package right what you know, how you, especially on social media, like how you, you know, what you say and all that, you know, in some way that defines the whole, um, like your online personality and reflects the way you, um, like your business personality as well, especially when your business and you are, like, are really connected to each other. Um, so that's very important to, it's just nice to know that, like, I have to be self-aware. I think um, some of our listeners told me I learned from this, like, of what you do online and uh, especially the, the emails as well i think that's something that um i didn't really put much thought into it like how you script your emails but i think going back to the beginning like just being aware of your branding is really important 
Um, so I, I really like that. I think for in terms of just um, uh, with the black community or like minorities or I mean uh, or women as well, what have you seen any difference in terms of they have to put in more effort to identify the brand? Uh, or do you think have you seen any roadblocks that are maybe it's more specific to women because it's, you have worked with many women entrepreneurs that you think um, they can uh, focus more on or pay more attention to to actually make the branding better. Uh, and subsequently, the sales better if you know, they're selling something online. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate that question. Yeah. So, what I'll say is, uh, with me being an Asian American, I can definitely speak to the fact that one one obstacle that I faced when it came to branding was visibility. Like, I think that amongst other Asian American entrepreneurs I've worked with, um, visibility seems to be a challenge for many of us because culturally, many of us were taught growing up that uh, being visible and outspoken, it just wasn't something that culturally our parents were taught when they were growing up. So therefore, when it came to us, we weren't taught to be vocal and outspoken. So it was, it's, it was hard for me as a solo business owner to all of a sudden be faced with this task of, Sophia, you need to be outspoken and visible in order for you to help as many women as possible on this journey of starting their own businesses. So I had to really overcome and look at that challenge really deeply. Um, so that's like a challenge I've seen common amongst Asian Americans and it's, it takes a lot of work. It takes working with someone like me or a coach who identifies or comes from an Asian, Asian American background or actually anyone that is BIPOC. Um, I find that there are cultural aspects that unless you come from a family that has experienced something similar and you were taught similar things, it's really hard to understand like how deep these obstacles and challenges of visibility are and how intertwined they are. Because as a coach, for example, because I personally experienced this challenge, I actually can call out and see all the different paths through which visibility may be blocking an Asian American entrepreneur. Yeah. When it comes to women, a huge, uh, a huge block is, again, visibility is a huge thing for women, but also money mindset is something I see with a lot of my uh, female clients where um, as society has taught a lot of women and has told a lot of women growing up, I know this was true for me, like your job isn't to grow up and become a businesswoman and make a ton of money. You're not supposed to be the breadwinner, like your husband or your partner is supposed to be that person for you. So um, for me, this aspect of really taking ownership of uh, being able to make an income for myself by myself and not feeling like I have to rely or depend on some, someone on that. Um, so this idea of when it comes to money, really stepping into that responsibility and duty and also feeling like you're worth the money that you receive, like self-worth and money is huge for women, you know, and society kind of 
really aggravates it. There is so much data on um, the pay gap between genders. Um, women have so like societally been set up where even when we do ask for money, more money in our careers, we don't get it in professional environments. So like, it's really about internally working on these obstacles and also like understanding, I know that societally, there are gonna be obstacles that are presented to me when it comes to, for example, getting paid my worth, even from clients, like even in the context of having my own business, I still push back on that where certain people might say, hey, you're too expensive. But I know that in my head, if a man were to say the same price of what they charge, they wouldn't flinch at that price. Like there have been a lot of instances like that. So, um, you know, that is something that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of reflection to kind of figure out. I know that these are the obstacles that are presented to me right now. What is my plan of attack as far as how I want to respond and move forward despite these pushbacks and grow from it? And this is directly related to sales, especially when it comes to money mindset stuff. Like if you don't tackle that and address that, you will always step on your own toes when it comes to asking for money, more money, asking to be paid what you deserve to be paid for the work that you put out there. Uh, So yeah. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks so much for sharing that. And I think that was something um, um, that that's something worth um, just elaborating on that because it goes back to self-confidence and just like you want to, I guess it, there are some instances where people want to tweak their brand so that they can be more appealing to maybe men or, you know, or to the non-whites, like whatever, because uh, they might think, you know, what they present is not good enough based on the external pressures but i really like that and i just have to say you know you are a trendsetter i'm, I'm sure the people behind you uh, are going to benefit from the fact that you started what you have started and you know, setting the bar really high for women um, and asian women to really uh, be themselves and step out of that you know the context of what you know defines them as asian women you know you know how they grew up and all that but I think you are really setting the bar high for others to say, you know, you can be yourself, you can set your own price, and you can actually do excellent work, high quality work, which I think that by itself is is pretty remarkable. So just, um, I just really want to comment you on that. And I think we need to clearly state that and define that on podcasts like this, but so on. So it becomes mainstream. People can really see that. This is Thank you, really I appreciate that. Sure, for sure. Um, so um, just talk a little bit uh, as we're rounding up, if you can talk a little bit about this amazing scholarship that you have. So a program that you're studying and what was the mindset behind that and how, uh, just how, how is, how, just give us an idea of what it's going to be like and, um, and totally. Yeah. Yeah, so I will definitely send you more info when it's about to be launched. There's one component, one exciting component to it that I'm still trying to um, lock down, but the gist of it is my main program, Sales Mastery. This is the program I teach all of my clients to make more sales online. So this program teaches everything I know from best online marketing strategy to best sales online strategy. And um I also have a section on there where I go through pricing and financial projections because I find that when it comes to aligning your sales goals with your pricing and financials, 
bringing all that together is really important to kind of complete the circle and to complete the pie as far as how you want to show up as an entrepreneur that is able to make more sales online and things like that. Mm -hmm. So this program, it's a six week program and every student that has gone through it has seen some kind of increase in sales. They've break, like broke through some kind of major mindset block when it came to making more sales that they were pushing up against. So this is a program that's been tested for a couple of years now. Clients have gone through it. And I know that it's the most impactful way for me to give back to entrepreneurs. And um, I'll be opening up applications for BIPOC entrepreneurs who, who either have faced some kind of financial adversity or have basically lack the social resources. I know for me, when I was growing into being an entrepreneur, I didn't have mentors. I didn't have people in my social network because my parents were immigrants to this country. Like I started from scratch and I had to build everything as far as like a social network and social capital thing aspect goes. Um, so making sure that I'm offering this program, not only to entrepreneurs who are in a financially a tight spot, but also to entrepreneurs who just like, didn't have friends or family growing up that were entrepreneurs or like they didn't have direction of like where to go if I want to start my own business. So um, that's my only criteria. Um, so I'm hoping to get a lot of applicants and just impact as many people as possible and get give them access to my course and hopefully, you know, have them complete the course and actually see a lot of tangible movement on their businesses. That's amazing. Uh, so uh, beyond the, this, like, do you have, are they on a, like, so it's sort of minority businesses, uh, minority entrepreneurs, right? Uh, black, brown, and uh, Asian um, entrepreneurs. Is there any age group, location-wise, geography, anybody around the world can apply? Yes, anyone around the world can apply. That's so exciting. Um, yeah. And uh, so just to to round up here, what is, uh, if, if someone is still uh, like uh, worried about um, figuring out like what is the brand for me? I know like you have this personal branding that's attributed to startups, but like how can someone, where can someone start to, yeah. spare, you know, I think that's the question that. So what, what I tell people to ask themselves if they're starting this exercise of trying to figure out what their brand is, is I want you to ask yourself the question of what pissed you off enough to start your business. The answer to that question is usually a really great starting point to figure out what your unique brand personality and perspective is. I compare it to if you are at a dinner party with 15 people and you wanted to leave an impression on all the people that attended the dinner and you want people to remember you, you're usually not gonna say something unimportant. You're usually gonna say something that is really, really unique to your personality. And um, you are gonna say something that's memorable and you're probably gonna say something that's like a bit more emotionally intensive. And usually for entrepreneurs, when they say frame that within the context of why they started their business, they usually talk about what pissed them off enough for them to start their business. Mm -hmm. So that's what I recommend as a starting, like a starting point if you are starting this branding exercise of figuring out what exactly is your brand personality. I really like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, but Sophia, thanks so much for being here. Um, I think what you shared today was really important. 
Um, I think the takeaways are just are, are very uh, they're relevant for our times. Um, especially against you know all that's been going on against minorities and women. You know the Me Too movement that just occurred recently in the past few years. But I do think that your program and everything you're doing is so amazing. And I know for sure a lot of people will sign up and I'll be here to support you through this podcast as well as on my social medias to to get to get more people to identify their personal brand, their business brand, as well as improve their sales. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Jacob. Appreciate it. Yep. Hopefully you join again. <laughs> Another episode. Yeah, always. <laughs>